God, just uh, just cover yourself, coat your insides in a suit of Szechuan armor. Yes. <laughs> All those preservatives will save you. It will. <laughs> just, uh, just drain like a gallon down there and then follow it up with some bleach. I'll be good. Wouldn't that be insane if that was actually like <laughs> actually the answer, like the, the most yeah. protection? Like, yeah, just uh, just ingest some bleach. Well, well I was going to say, <laughs> no, not the Trump answer. The, the, uh, <laughs> like just preservatives from preservatives yeah all of the all the health nut stuff that we usually go like oh all natural whole foods like fuck that get the, the just stock up on canned goods all the shit in all the garbage food in wrappers and plastic and whatever and the more processed the better because that's gonna just put you in a in a fine sealant <laughs> and keep everything out turns out the answer was just mcnuggets all along <laughs> <laughs> that's why no uh, mcdonald that's why no mcdonald workers ever got sick uh-huh. <laughs> praise be the the chicken nugget the mcnugget uh all right well welcome to the show everybody uh for the first time in another month apparently there's a monthly show now because you know gotta take time off for uh for the covid for the general malaise and uh, <laughs> and uh, whatever funk everybody catches at this point, whether it's COVID or not. Yep, yep. So yeah, it's Saturday night, uh, the July sixteenth, and this is getting off topic episode number fifty-two. This is Tony. This is Todd. Cricket. <laughs> he's too That's far funny. away yeah, yeah meg's busy she's making a uh, a fruit basket for us one of those um crocheted hanging ones from the ceiling looks pretty good actually works yeah i saw it on instagram it looked nice oh you posted it already uh-huh. oh cool yeah yeah that's our uh, that's our uh exciting home life today <laughs> <laughs> um other than that we've just been actually we were doing a lot um we overbooked the calendar last couple of weeks. So now Meg and I are ready to, uh, to be hobbits in our hole again. We're actually uh, planning to try to keep as much off the calendar as possible in the month of August. Of course, that's always how it starts. Like, oh, let's not make any plans for all. And then, you know, you blink and, you know, every day is booked. But we're, we're going to try our damnedest. <laughs> and you're doing book club, then you're doing D&D, then you're doing the podcast, then you're babysitting friends' kids. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yep, yep. How about you, Todd? How are you doing? <laughs> <clears throat> well, we don't have to talk about that. Okay. Because <laughs> it's depressing and annoying and sad, and I'm just tired all the time. Ugh. Just tired all the time. I'm sorry, man. You're still breathing. You're still vertical. I'm still breathing. Yeah, the two things that they don't really talk about, like you hear all about the other symptoms, the the loss of taste, loss of smell, the the the, the lung issues and whatever. But the two ones that that affected me the most that nobody really talks about is the fatigue, which we've gone over a couple of different times. I'm so fucking tired constantly, and then there's also like this general like loss of concentration. Like that huh. one is the one that hits me the hardest. 
Some brain fog. Yeah, the brain fog. Mm-hmm. Like that that's that's the one that's bugging me. Like literally I cannot concentrate on anything other than maybe like half hour to 45 minute shows. Like I can't play video games because I'll like lose interest or or not not necessarily lose interest but like lose focus and then just die a ton of times or whatever and just be done like fuck I can't take this right now. So sure. I'm not really playing any video games right now but uh I've I've been able to watch some shows at least. I mean shit I feel like foggy like that on a regular day. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's extended fog. Yeah, it's like if, if Todd's not playing video games, there is something seriously wrong. <laughs> there's that that wispy fog that rolls through, and then there's that heavy fog that you can't see fucking anything. I don't know if you've ever been through the Central Valley at all. Have you like done that drive up the 99 or the five? Uh, like once we we drove up to San Francisco once years ago. But... <clears throat> well, in the Central Valley, fog gets bad. Like. Mm-hmm san francisco like level bad of fog mm-hmm. but stays for hours or days like there's times where it doesn't clear up like there there's news stories every year where there's like 90 car pileups on the five or the 99 somewhere it's because fog and like you the cars just keep ramming into the back of the pile because there's mm-hmm. not enough space between the crash and where the fog visibility starts and then a logging truck comes by. Yes. And, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the kind of fog that I'm going through right now. Oh. Mm. Uh, I'm sorry, man. Eh, it is what it is. Well, so thank uh, God we have uh, endless content on endless streaming services that we penny pay endless dollars for. <laughs> no shit. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 been the only saving grace of the last couple of weeks is been disney plus and hulu and uh netflix and uh hbo max and god it is a fucking cable service now (laughs) paramount plus too that's what i tell everybody i remember my days in the call center when i first started in 2009 and getting uh yelled at by angry old guys complaining about like the content on the history channel how it's not about actual history anymore it's just a bunch of aliens and crap <laughs> like as if you know i was like the head of the company and in charge of programming or whatever but there was so, so many customers wanted that i just want to pick a few select channels because that's all i watch instead of getting wrapped into 100 plus channels that i don't watch like i understand the sentiment but here we are further down the road on the dark side of it where you're paying a premium for every single service (laughs) Mm -hmm. i will still never forget i have i have one customer story like when i worked in the call center this lady for fucking whatever reason decides to call it three in the morning and she decides that i am solely responsible for roseanne being on television the tv (laughs) show roseanne (laughs) and she proceeds to berate me for 30 minutes on how it's an evil show and it's not family values and it's not all this oh god oh that was the worst but i will never forget that fucking story (laughs) you should have recommended her something with with 
you know, real family values, you know, like, have you ever heard of married with children? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Fun times. Yeah. Uh, so Todd, oh, we all know that I've not been playing anything. What you've been watching, what you've been playing. Uh, I have fully embraced. I think on the last couple of podcasts, I was saying how I, it took me a while to warm up to cyberpunk, but I am definitely thoroughly um balls deep in cyberpunk uh as of late if i get a spare minute if i get a spare hour i'm playing cyberpunk um just deep dive i'm at the point where i'm like obsessing over i must complete all the side quests um yeah and uh, and it's fun because i'm at the point where i my character is pretty high I, not even like i mean, I think the top the max level is 50 and i'm barely at like 20 something 26 or something uh but i mean i've got a high-powered weapon i've got high-powered armor and everything and so i'm just mowing people down <laughs> um and just cruising around on the on uh my buddy's motorcycle and um uh i just completed like a, a whole like racing challenge side quest which is a lot of fun um yeah there's yeah. like 10 or 15 different cars that they give you well that you can buy and none of them are as good as the motorcycle they give you in the first like two hours of gameplay yeah <laughs> um what i don't know i was just looking up today because i i get a bunch of reddit alerts from the cyberpunk subreddit now and every now and again there'll be somebody just putting up gorgeous screenshots of like their character or a moment a scene whatever and i mean i've got all the settings cranked up like to the max and i've got my 3080 card in there and it's it looks great but there's something like extra special about these screenshots that people are posting like how is it so sleek ray tracing and ray tracing yeah i checked it earlier and mine's set to the max so i i don't is know sure's capable of doing ray tracing yeah it's 3080 hmm. so yeah i don't know i'll have to oh, it's a 3080 laptop version though hmm don't know know. it's pretty enough i was just i I was it was just kind of bothering me earlier because i'm like man that looks like so like like just absolutely polished these screenshots people are showing but it could just be a resolution trick that they're using maybe yeah it could be on like ultra like 380 by 1440 or something like that yeah anyway yeah yeah I'm, i'm really enjoying it now um uh other than that well like you said there's no other uh, gaming in your life at the moment so i mean i've been kind of like going back to some of my old haunts to see if they can hold my attention like i started playing lord of the rings online again oh yeah and that's kind of fun but uh, i can only play it for an hour or two before i kind of get bored <laughs> or lose lose concentration on it uh this shitty uh i hate that i i hate that i keep coming back to this game so have you have you ever heard of a game called arc the name sounds familiar yes but i never played it so it's in the survival genre of games where you survive you craft you fight monsters and all that kind of stuff um the develop it it, it hit it, it's one of the cornerstones of the genre when it came out about i want to say eight to ten years ago now 
Mm-hmm. It's it's an older game. It's still pretty popular, but it's it's janky as fuck and it's buggy as fuck. <laughs> and it's just shitty and like time consuming, like repetitive, but it's so satisfying in a way. Now, I don't play Ark itself. I play the developer's clone that's pirate flavored. So it's the same game. But instead of being in this like futuristic world where you fight, where you do like ultra tech kind of stuff, survival stuff, they've taken it back. And now you're like in the age of sail doing pirate stuff. And so you, you like chop down trees and you gather materials and you craft your pirate ship and you go get your crew and your cannons and all that good stuff. And you sail around the seas doing that kind of stuff and you can tame animals to help you do things like horses and bears and goats and all kinds of stuff Hmm. and it's still janky and buggy as fuck and it's terrible and every time i play it it burns me but i keep coming back to it like a fucking abusive uh your bad boyfriend uh, yeah (laughs) pretty much just because what is it just the gameplay is is that fun or the storyline or something you're trying to there's no there's no story at all. Okay. Well, there's a, there's a few like in-game quests, but it's all like survival. It's the, the genre that that's how that genre is like rust arc daisy uh, Conan exiles. It's all the same genre of sur- in Minecraft to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just the gameplay loop. Like the, the gameplay loop is satisfying. Like you build things, you craft, you build bigger structures, you build better ships like that. It's, it's the satisfying and repetitive gameplay loop. It's something that I don't have to concentrate on. Like if I'm sitting there like chopping down trees, like I can have music going or I can be in my brain fog where I'm not really able to concentrate on anything and I can still sit there and chop trees for an hour. I can still sit there and fight bears or or undead creatures for an hour and it it doesn't like bug me i would not recommend anybody play this game (laughs) Uh, unless you're like really familiar with the genre and you like survival games and you're willing to you're willing to take a game that's buggier than fucking anything bethesda has ever released oh god oh I don't know if you've ever gone on, like, if you ever look at Steam reviews, but mm. Ark Survival Combat Evolved, the, the game that this is based off of, is the is the metric for, like, the buggiest games. Like, people have those, like, copy and paste templates that they put in reviews. And, like, <laughs> is it buggy? Mm. One, no, no bugs. Five, some mild but playable bugs. Seven or eight is, like, Bethesda-level bugs. And ten is arc combat evolved <laughs> wow i didn't think you could get past bethesda level that's that's something so you just start up this game and you crank on the johnny Cra- the johnny cash uh hurt myself today. yeah pretty much <laughs> i mean aren't there aren't there better waste of time that you know could, could actually be just calming and brainless like just cranking up the uh, stardew or uh I could do Stardew. I could yeah. do old, old-fashioned Minecraft. I could even do Conan Exiles. But there's just something about 
getting on a boat that you made yourself that you spent an hour or two gathering all the materials that you made yourself and like going and sailing on open waters mm. like that's that's the thing for me is there's no like really good pirate games that fill that niche ah. and if something better that was pirate came out or not even necessarily pirate just age of sail something better age of sail that came out i would absolutely play that over it okay i mean ubisoft has got the uh skull and crossbones coming out and that kind of looks okay but it's not it's still an ubisoft game so it's gonna be garbage Mm -hmm. um assassin's creed black flag was fun Mm -hmm. but like that's not endlessly replayable like the the gameplay loop kind of gets stale after the first couple of encounters um there are other games uh, that are more like multiplayer where you have to have people to make it fun. Uh, sea of Thieves, like you have to play with multiple people. Like you could play it solo theoretically, mm-hmm. but it's just better with friends. Even if you have one person playing with you, it's better. Gotcha. We need like a, <coughs> a Red Dead level pirate game. That's in the age of sale. That mm-hmm. also get uh, that also has like crafting, okay. Red Dead with Fallout level crafting, Fallout Four level crafting. There you go. And you can make your ship. Yeah. Just uh, sure to uh, quick save before you walk in and out of the, the <laughs> captain's quarters. <laughs> and that's that's the big thing about this game is it's online so there is no quick saves everything that you do is is instantly captured on the server yeah gotcha oh yeah all right well should we dive into uh, what's been going on with tv and movies probably should because there is a shitload. um i mean probably the biggest thing we have yet to discuss stranger things that you're wearing your metallica shirt (laughs) not just metallica this is my master of puppet shirt well done most metal concert ever uh by the way of course everybody spoilers for season four of uh, all of season four of stranger things um yeah best fucking season yet i can't like that I, I fucking love the show. <laughs> You're speechless, uh, was, Tony. You're speechless. Yeah, I was. I was actually. Uh, excuse me. Uh, I was actually catching up uh, with my sister, um, texting uh, about a week or so back. She was. She was flabbergasted, shocked, and and dismayed that I have not. Both Meg and I have not watched any of. Um, the umbrella academy yet which they just had their season three i believe it was um and i was shocked and dismayed to learn that she has not watched any stranger things at all wait what erica hasn't watched any stranger things none i was like what what does not compute what what that's right up all of your alley i don't understand it erica if you're watching this turn on stranger things immediately or if you're listening to this, did I say watching? I don't know. You did. See, brain fog without <laughs> minus COVID. Uh, anyway, um, yes, for those that have enjoyed 
of the the grand finale of Stranger Things season four. Uh, okay, let's go down the list. Um, first off, Joseph Quinn as our beloved Eddie. Um, the Duffer brothers did an amazing job taking this character we just met this season and made him so beloved he get he got a wonderful Boromir death mm -hmm. um, after playing a fucking metal concert in the upside down that's just I, I, oh god that episode and the music production in this fucking show has always been top notch but mm -hmm. this season they went above and beyond yeah like earlier in the, the season, music like... that was the music that was playing in the the, the skating rink mm -hmm. the ambient like synth wave music that plays during tense uh, scenes has been perfect the the fucking kate bush running up that hill <laughs> it kind of became a running joke just because it was fucking everywhere it almost yeah. became like you know, when Titanic hit theaters and like you could not escape, <laughs> my heart will go on. Yep. Uh, but it, yeah. And then, uh, of course, fucking Master of Puppets from Metallica mm -hmm. swoops in and relieves Kate Bush's, uh, relieves the pressure on her shoulders and, and, and just annihilates with, with Master of Puppets. Yeah. Um, what was kind of brilliant was, of course, this was a gateway drug to introducing uh, the younger generation now to Metallica, if they have not discovered it yet. And of course, there's always going to be, you know, the gatekeepy nerds who are the gatekeepy metalheads like, oh, these fucking little TikTokers, like, oh, they all think they know Metallica and shit now. Um to which Metallica came out online and said, hey, hey, calm the fuck down. <laughs> He's like, yeah, we don't care if they like one song or all of our songs. Yeah, like everyone is welcome in the Metallica family, whether you've been a fan for 40 years or 40 hours. <laughs> yeah, like that's there's room for everybody. Exactly. Oh, uh, yeah, it was awesome. And they Metallica yeah. themselves, they geeked the fuck out because that they watched the final episode just with the rest of us. Like they knew, of course, they gave them the rights to use it but they had no idea what was going to happen they just blew their fucking minds also fun <laughs> fact um so eddie uh, the actor that plays eddie does most of the the playing yeah that you see yep. on he, he's he's doing it accurately he learned to play the song so he could convincingly do it accurately but they did have a few close-in shots when they're doing the solo that it's actually not it's it's a a, a double playing it and it's the son of the bassist from Metallica that plays it. Oh, no shit. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I remember I heard in an interview that he uh, he was like, oh, that's definitely not me on the solo, <laughs> but everything else was. But but yeah, yeah, I didn't know who exactly it would do in the solo. That's cool. Yeah, they brought in the son of the, the bassist from Metallica. It's cool. Nice. Yeah, um, and they, <laughs> they've, had, they've had a bunch of like... Uh, instagram and tiktok posts that come out with them they did a, a play along to them playing the master of puppets to that scene and they're all wearing the hellfire club t-shirts which was fucking awesome oh that's rad i man i know it's just it's the trendy thing right now but i kind of want one of those damn shirts I, 
I, I bought one. <laughs> I, I bought one, but it's fucking coming all the way from goddamn China because they're all like uh, knockoffs and there's no official Hellfire Club shirt from Netflix. Yeah, of course. Um, so it's coming from some random place in China and it's going to be here between a week and three months. <laughs> yep. Yep. That sounds about right. Uh. <laughs> um. Uh, the entire B plot with uh, the rescue of Hopper. Um, great to see him and Joyce finally back together again. Um, one cool uh, article I saw was uh, little improvised acting bits, acting choices throughout this season. Um, they have their final, um, uh, well, when they first meet up and they escape from the prison and they're holding up in that little town that church or whatever with all church, the yeah. yeah all the gun runner supplies and everything and they have their little like quick make out which gets uh disrupted of course like the it's like the cheesy thing they they've done throughout the entire series <laughs> um but then uh, there was a, a second kiss when in the when they break back into the prison <laughs> and the demogorgons are fucking everywhere and so he's devising a plan to get them back into that little uh the arena and there's this cute little back and forth with them saying like, she's like you know don't go dying again or something like or like or come back like i'm not having another funeral or something and they do another kiss there that was improvised by them on the spot um uh joseph quinn eddie when he's on the ground bleeding out from all of his wounds and uh dustin is holding him and basically like saying goodbye he does a, a quick, like, I love you, man. That, it's literally his last words are like, I love you, man. That was improvised there on the spot. So that like the level of acting in this show. And I think just because it worked, it's natural that the kids are growing up and they're becoming better actors as this show goes on and they gain more experience. Like, I think everybody was just on a higher level this season. Mm -hmm. um, and that definitely like in some of these improvised moments and such intense moments because you got people like fucking dying in people's arms like it really shows um same thing with um uh max when she almost well she she does die for a, a hot minute before l brings her back when max is dying in lucas's arms and she's you know her limbs are every which direction she's blind all fucked up um lucas's reaction like him like screaming um to erica for help and call 911 and all that like that's um he improvised that whole moment there um and it really it's such a visceral moment it reminds you like fuck they, they are still just kids like dealing with like this horrific shit um but Meanwhile, yeah I, the uh the captain of his uh basketball team is sitting there over, uh, getting melted away by the the floor erupting that was fucked up but also very satisfying <laughs> yeah yeah like yeah sure fuck him he's <laughs> he's a giant douchebag he yeah. deserved it outlived his usefulness um oh my god going back to i'm just bouncing around all over the place but going back to hopper and his fucking demogorgon thunderdome with not just any weapon uh a sword which if you didn't catch it before i 
<laughs> I forgot about it for a hot minute because Meg's like, oh, what, a sword comes out of nowhere? What the hell? But no, they they left a bunch of wep- random weapons scattered. Yeah. They had, you, they see gonna... it, you see it when they go to the cabinet. Right, yeah. Um, but then after the finale premiered, David Harbour went on Instagram and he confirmed uh, what a lot of people were suspecting. Like, wait a minute, is that, that looks really familiar. That, in fact, was the Sword of Conan. Not just a reproduction. That was the Sword of Conan from used in the Conan movies. Uh, I guess the visual effects guys, or uh, the, sorry, not visual effects, the props department guys somehow managed to get their hands on it and were just like, yeah, this would be fucking cool. Let's throw this in here. <laughs> that was amazingly badass. Um, Jamie Campbell Bauer, who plays... Vecna slash Henry slash one incredible performance by him. Um, I didn't know originally that that was him in the Vecna suit and uh, costume and everything that it was a hundred percent him and also 100% his voice as well. He, okay. uh, uh, yeah, I saw some videos and it was practical scene. too. Like, yeah, all practical. I mean, of, of course they catch things up with, yeah, yeah full suit practical and then of course touched up with cg because like the the like the tentacles are moving and stuff but uh, but yeah and his voice like of course like amped up a bit you know with more bass and intensity but that's that was 100 him in the recording booth and he does like most of it is just him doing this really crazy deep spooky voice um i loved um nancy's nancy going full sarah connor like with the shotgun uh i mean <clears throat> i don't even remember it's, it, was, it was it was her using the shotgun robin was throwing the the molotov cocktails at him i don't recall steve using the axe did he even use the damn axe that big ass axe that he brought he used it to chop uh one or two of the tentacles in the hallway oh, okay but i but think after they were that... already dying anyway so Okay, yeah. Yeah. So after that, it's just the the confrontation with Vecna. It was just uh, Nancy with the shotgun and Robin throwing the Molotovs. Yeah, I think um, Steve hands Robin one of the Molotovs. Okay, so yeah. He probably as, had it in like a bag or something. Okay, yeah. As soon as you know he goes tumbling out the window, though, I immediately knew. Oh, they're they're doing a Halloween. They're doing a Michael Myers. Like of course, by the time they get out there to the front yard, he's gonna be gone, and that's exactly what they did. Because he's the the big bad of the series, like he yeah. is the the final boss. Like you can't kill you can't kill him in the penultimate season. Yeah, you, you gotta wait until the finale. Yeah. So, <laughs> excuse me. So there is there are um, fan theories going out going around, of course, as always, but one that's pretty prominent right now, picking up some steam, is related to Will's painting that mm-hmm. he that he finally shows mike um more on that moment later but uh but the big three-headed red dragon in that painting is actually in D lore correct well it could be a chimera it could be like a multi-headed wyvern or it could be any number of things okay so the older maybe the stuff that i was reading was suggesting that uh that 
could be a red dragon named Boris, Boris, something like that. B-O-R-Y-S. I'll just read this thing really quick here. According to Dark Sun fandom, Boreas has scales that glow red with the heat of magma and clouds gather beneath his wings like a storm of fire. Now, in the final moments of season four, we see dark clouds roll over Hawkins, red lightning and fire beginning to consume the city. And when Nancy tells the gang that um, you know Vecna showed her his evil plan, she saw a dark cloud spreading over Hawkins, downtown on fire, dead soldiers, and this giant creature with a gaping mouth. So now that the upside down is like open or conjoining with uh, with Hawkins. It's like basically people are saying anything is possible, but using the D&D lore, they're suggesting that they could be fighting that dragon <laughs> in, in season five. I mean, it could definitely be he's considered one of the top like top strongest creatures of, of like old D&D and like he's the uh, the plane that he's on he is literally the top yeah so like other than a Tarrasque like he's up there yeah there was also kind of a wild theory that because <clears throat> um, everybody was so heartbroken over Eddie that I guess in also, again, in D&D lore, as, for, as far as Vecna goes, um, he had like a little right-hand man, a little lieutenant or something that was a vampire who ultimately betrays him. And that's how Vecna dies in, in D&D lore, supposedly. And Eddie died from a bunch of like demon bat wounds. So people were saying, oh my God, vampire Eddie is going to rise from the dead. <laughs> also, isn't Three-headed dragon, the logo for D&D? <coughs> um, well, I know D&D has a dragon on its logo. Yeah, a dragon. I don't know if it's that uh, three-headed one. No, though. it's just a dragon. Just dra oh, like okay. a It's just like a serpent dragon that kind of folds around. Oh, okay. Yeah, who knows? I mean, it's they don't have to follow that exclusively. They can do whatever they want. Yeah. But... yeah. <clears throat> Not, and they don't necessarily need another D D monster. Like they've already got Vecna still. They already have the Mind Flayer. The the gigantic Mind Flayer that they have to deal with. Yeah. So if they if they go go through anything in the upside down, like and, and the Mind Flayer can take any shape it needs to. Mm -hmm. So uh, hmm. I was a little confused on that. Did um Vecna, Henry, one, whatever, once he was banished into the Upside Down, did he create, did he like manifest the Mind Flayer or it. he just found it? He found it and shaped it. So the Mind Flayer was sort of like the, if you see, if you watch the scene, it's like sort of like an amorphous blob, just oh, okay. smoke. And then as he's like doing the whatever, it turns into what we know as the mind, the giant mind flare with the spider-like limbs. Okay. So this evil was already out there basically, or this entity was out there, but he gave it form and joined Possibly with it. Conscience. Effectively. Yeah. Okay. So, cool. And the, the other, the other fan theories that I were seeing that were kind of interesting is it's Vecna that actually captures will to begin with in, in the very first season. 
I caught like that's what I that, assumed when I, when he was first explaining everything. Yeah, because the the figure that you see like when Will gets uh, when he rides his bike off the road is not it doesn't look like a demigorgon. It looks right. more like Vecna. Vecna has telekinetic powers and the demigorgon does not. Well, the Vecna... demigorgons are just soldiers. I don't yeah. think they're really have much power beyond being muscle. Yeah, yeah that that's pretty much it. And so you see to, in that Yeah, so when it comes to any sort of like mind control or body invasion or anything, I assume that was Vecna. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's that first that first chase where Will is being chased through his home and chased into the into the backyard and they get shunted into the upside down. Mm-hmm. Like something opens the something opens the 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 chain lock on the door and demigorgons have never shown psychic uh, uh psychic powers to do that mm-hmm. so the only the only person we know of is vecna uh, okay so they were setting they were possibly setting him up all the way in the first season nice well without okay. knowing what they were doing considering that they didn't expect this show to go past the season one well they expected it to, to to be more than one season but they wanted it to be an anthology show exactly. right it, it right. wasn't it wasn't going to be the same characters so they were going to come back and i don't know if they were going to stay in hawkins but they were going to come back and have like another set of high schoolers or teenagers or something like that yeah okay but they could have potentially been all fighting the same big bad eventually yeah exactly gotcha okay However, there was one thing that we sent you the video of it where it was Will's birthday. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and the Duffer brothers came out and said that that was not like they totally overlooked that. They didn't realize they had that on the same day. Yeah. Beginning of beginning of the season <laughs> um, when L gets uh, picked on at the, um, the roller rink, the roller rink and everything. And somebody has a video camera. You see the, the video camera view for a hot second. And with all the little, you know, all the yeah, you see shit. a date on there. You see a date on there, and it's the same date that Joyce in an earlier season, the uh, season two, when when Will was possessed, and she's trying to draw him back out, like, hey, remember, it's you know, blah blah blah, you know, it's your birthday. Do you remember that? Blah 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 blah. It was the same date, and so they're saying, wow, this is extra fucked up. Like, not only are they making Will like the third wheel, but they forgot his goddamn birthday. And <laughs> honestly, I can believe it. I yeah. can believe it. The Duffers afterwards in an interview, they said that was a total mistake. Like, they, and they're probably going to go back and George Lucas that shit. They... <laughs> I don't think they should because it, 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 like kids of that age, when you're infatuated with something like how L and, uh, uh, fucking what's his name are like they like yeah ellen mike they they don't notice him they don't care about him all they're looking at is each other that's true mike especially i i rewatched the entire show uh the the previous seasons gearing up towards season four and watching it all as a whole mike can be a dick he's such a dick <laughs> yeah like he's he's, he's uh i mean understandably he's a typical kid and then teenager and we you know, it's, it's understandable that he's, you know, aloof emotionally and everything, but he's very much so as opposed to all the rest of the gang, like the the rest of the gang is a bit more mature and self-aware. They have their moments. Like Lucas can be kind of dumb too when it comes to him and Max. And so that's, you know, there was the whole thing where they're on again, off again, dating constantly because he was being a dumb boy. 
but Mike especially stands out. Like just the way he's written is just so aloof, very aloof so and selfish. With Mike, and Mike is very much the middle child. He is the middle child. That's that's why he is like that, because he's got the older sister that got everything first and 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 had all the attention for years until he came along, and then he came along, and then he was not even a toddler yet. And then his sister, his baby sister, comes along, and now suddenly. Oh, his parents' attention is focused on the baby sister, and his older sister is 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 doing her own thing as a teenager slash high school student, and he is like the middle child that nobody gives a shit about anymore. Yeah, that that's very much a middle child syndrome. Okay, I get that. That doesn't make it okay, Todd. It doesn't make it okay, but I'm saying that uh, I've I've seen that character before, and it's always a middle child. Yeah, yeah. Um, Will. Will's entire... Poor Will, man. This season, <laughs> like, did Will dirty. Yeah. But it this was... This entire it... show has done Will dirty. Yeah. <laughs> Never catches a break. Possessed. Yeah. In season three, they mostly left him alone. Now, season four, he's, you know, coming of that age. And we're finally... Yeah. So Meg and I kind of had a little debate about this. I rewatching the, the, the previous seasons and then the way, you know, his story being the third wheel, that whole um, dynamic with him and Mike and L. I was 100 percent convinced like, oh, no, they're they're uh, they're not coming out and saying it. But I leave. But I believe this is making clear that he's gay and Meg was kind of on the fence, like, uh, or I think. I mean, they joke about it. They joke about it in like season two or season three, like. Oh, where, like, where... it's not our fault you don't like girls, or something. You're not interested in girls, or something like that, because the rest of them are like getting girlfriends and. Well, not just that, but like one of one. Three. I think his dad even mentions it at one point, and then like a random, random like townsperson mentions it to Joyce. And like she said, he's always been a sensitive child. I think it was like one of the cops or something like that. Yeah. Now rewatching it all and seeing like all the fucking trauma he goes through and stuff. Um, um, Meg was also considering like, well, it could be that he's because he's suffered all this trauma. Like he was trapped in the fucking upside down for however long. Then he was possessed. Like their growth is stunted effectively just yeah. because they can't get past that. And so they're kind of holding on to that that youthfulness like that's probably why he still has like the doofy ass haircut and shit <laughs> um uh and he's all overly sensitive and everything but so we we're kind of having that discussion back and forth um and a lot of people online were debating the same thing but um sure enough after the finale aired um noah schnapp who plays will did confirm an interview yes 100 will is gay he's in love with mike and that's what that whole conversation was with uh with them in the van where well, it, uh, and it's all the painting the looks from his brother his brother seeing what's going on and yeah yeah he he was he was catching on to it which that was handled greatly once they get to the uh the pizza, pizza place shop. yeah and they're they're getting the the ice bath or the salt bath set up and everything and he's he being the awesome older brother that he is he's he realized that 
Will wasn't ready to come out and say it. So he said what need what he needed to hear for him. It's like, hey, yeah. I'm your brother. I love you no matter what I'm no matter what you're going through. I'm here for you. Nothing changes that. So yeah. except it's the 80s and he had no idea that it was him being gay. And then he's going to reject them the moment he becomes gay. <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> um, I guess some people were upset about it. Like, oh, they're like not. Um, the fact that it was. um like not more explicitly said or something, but I think it was handled perfectly because yeah, they already had like Robin in season three, you know. And it, he's probably still confused about it himself, you know. Like he, as a character, needs to come out in his own time. Yeah, and it very much is the '80s. Like while gay people certainly existed, mm-hmm. like as a young as a young child and then a young teen, because remember these guys are barely in high school at this point still. Yeah. Like you're not going to come out even yeah. to even to one person. Like I, I get it that Will is is Will and Mike are best friends, mm-hmm. but even to each other, like you don't know what's lurking behind there in those thoughts. Mm-hmm. So you do not come out a- in those times. Like it wasn't until you already got like a jock mob squad on your ass because you like fantasy games god forbid you come out as gay like it's true yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. yep. um, so yeah i thought that was really cool um uh the duffers again they were um <clears throat> after finale aired they're talking about that and all the dynamics between the characters and uh they were really harping on um bringing the story around full circle um in season five so in season five for the grand finale, Will is, even though Will was kind of sidelined this past season, um, and even the season three kind of, uh, he's very much going to be uh, a central part of the plot in season five. Even the character dynamics uh, that were a part of season one, they said they want to circle back around to that. So. <laughs> <laughs> sure yes <laughs> um so yeah we got we got the last couple seasons of different characters introduced and you said so you had different characters pairing off um season five the duffers said everything's going to come back around full circle so it's going to feel like a good bookend with uh, season one uh i'm very interested how they're going to play out the uh nancy jonathan steve business because for a while there we thought one of them's gonna die yeah for a while there we thought oh steve's gonna bite it so this is gonna resolve itself (laughs) but then he didn't didn't. yeah spoiler alert yeah either either one of them's gonna die or the guys are gonna come out by and they're just gonna join a poly poly relationship there you go (laughs) oh that's happening in fan art everywhere oh yeah absolutely (laughs) Actually, there was like a promo trailer or a teaser trailer or some sort of thing where they were all dressed up fancy and they each group of kids was coming off an elevator and the three of them were in the elevator together and Nancy just kind of looks one way and then looks the other and then both the boys step out in front of her and have a kiss (laughs) and then they walk out of the elevator like legit the actors did this Uh, so that was kind of fun I mean it had nothing to do with Stranger Things but yeah just like, hey, internet, check this out. Enjoy your fan fictions. Uh, heads explode. <laughs> um, David Harbour. Talk about him for a hot sec in his uh, Demogorgon Thunderdome. Uh, 
how to get fit as a fiddle um get kidnapped by russians for a few months (laughs) (laughs) uh he lost 80 pounds between season three and season four and uh, ridiculous amount yeah and um yeah talked about it a bit in interviews and he said yeah i'm not ever doing that again fuck that (laughs) that was (laughs) not fun (laughs) um and he said he was very much looking uh he enjoyed more gaining a little bit of weight back for his next feature to come out he's actually this was revealed at CinemaCon like a month or so back apparently a preview for a christmas film called violent night <laughs> where he stars as an ass-kicking santa claus okay uh saving a family that has been taken hostage so he it is his die hard with him starring as ass kicking santa just rename it die hard and let him take over oh so an actual die hard film that is christmasy <laughs> shut your filthy mouth <laughs> but yes uh oh, so you agree with me <laughs> that this is also an additional uh, uh film no, christmas themed so. and die hard themed yes no, I don't think so um <laughs> not much else uh, about the plot yet other than that john leguizamo is the villain i'm in okay um, he was perfect in uh uh john wick yep and it is i believe the producers behind <clears throat> behind john wick and um that other one i still want to see nobody oh um, uh odenkirk's john wick yeah yeah that's the thing now everybody wants to be john wick we oh my god that's no we watched uh this past week or so there was a hulu original um the princess Princess? yeah did you watch that i haven't but i've seen fuck tons of trailers for it yeah because every every time you play anything on hulu they play a trailer for it yeah they're promoting a shit out of it and so we saw it on the front page and one night we're just like yeah fuck it why not um it's a dumb fun watch if you want like just brainless action for 90 minutes it's it's worth your time but she is effectively like medieval princess john wick and like her she's you learn through some quick flashbacks that she uh was um like uh supposed to marry some some dude to join the kingdoms or something yeah, she and she's like fuck laughs. that i yeah i she get to do what i want and so the angry prince like comes back like and lays siege to the castle overnight she wakes up in chains her uh her parents the king and queen are uh being held hostage and instead of waiting for a rescue she john wicks her way through the entire all the way down the castle tower and that's the it's basically the whole movie like it's brainless but it was actually kind of fun like the action is pretty solid uh the actress joey king i don't know what else i know her from but she has a familiar face but i guess she did like 90 percent of the action herself um yeah it, it's it was fun uh what else what else um let's see do i have anything else to geek out about on stranger things i have one last bit i want to just mention real quick just a fun quip oh go for a it fun little thing so i don't know if you watch with subtitles on but uh sometimes i do sometimes i don't depending on uh if i have my air conditioner going on in my bedroom and i'm in the bedroom (laughs) laying down i'll I'll watch with uh, subtitles but uh, the the person that actually did the subtitling for it admits that they were slightly trolling 
when in some of the Vecna scenes where he is grasping with tentacles, uh, the subtitles read, the tentacles undulate moistly. Oh, I, remember, <laughs> I remember somebody talking about how like, savage the captions are. Oh, wow. Yeah, so he admits he was trolling a little bit with his, his phrasing on some of those. Oh, boy. Is he a hentai fan? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. um oh yeah by the way the the <clears throat> the show got 13 emmy nominations crazy enough none for acting not even sadie sink who plays max or which is no, a travesty that's a crime um this was definitely max's season yeah like yeah. you know I, I she came in on season two and season three like she was there but she was just kind of like the extra on the group and this mm. season just like gave her the show yeah really that's something worth mentioning i don't know if we talked about this <laughs> on the last podcast um i'm not even sure if the rest of it was out on the last podcast or if i'd watched it but um her entire storyline and the way that was handled the um symbolism for battling depression um max kind of shutting down, shutting away from friends, family, everything, and just becoming a shell of herself because of the loss of Billy, all her trauma, everything. And Vecna feeding into that, not just with her, but all the all the kids, who, the victims, the four victims. Um, and that amazing episode where her favorite song saves, you know, saves the day or allows her that connection back into, you know, her friends that she cares about and everything. And that moment of her like choosing to live like all that was done beautifully and i think that's something that not in the right hands would have come off very cheesy but it didn't at least i don't think so i thought it was amazing um yeah it, it's that's criminal that she she didn't get an emmy nomination for that um millie bobby brown as 11 of course always great I really liked all of her interactions with um, Papa, whatever his real name is, the doc Dr. Brenner. Douchebag 80s actor. Yeah, uh, Matthew Modine, yeah. Yeah, Modine. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, somehow survived the Demogorgon in season one. Um, and I thought that was a bit like, that's yeah, kind of a hack move. But then seeing his continued dynamic with Elle and him, like, <clears throat> it's like you don't really know what to make of it. It's like, in some ways he's right. Like he's trying to, uh, I mean, he's controlling, of course, he's a controlling manipulative bastard, but he's also trying to help her achieve her like potential. And in this case, like before it was, you know, seemingly for just a hundred percent selfish means, but now it's kind of justified because he's like, girl, you got to save the fucking world and you are not ready. He's like being the Yoda, like you are not ready to face Vader, like do not leave um, and tries to keep her there very, you know, in a vicious fashion, you know, drugging her and everything. Um, and then once you get to the end, once he like, once he gets shot and killed and everything, or he's like dying there and he's basically asking her to like please understand like basically asking for please forgive me yeah yeah because like i did what i had to do like you know for you and everything and she leaves it kind of like yeah fuck you yeah like no she's like, like she doesn't respond she kind of just like 
lets go of his hand and he's not dead yet and she she just walks away yeah so his last moments are literally like her turning him his her her back on him yeah goodbye end of story and i still didn't know how to feel about it it's like yeah he's like a bastard who deserves it but at the same time he was kind of right needed to he did what also fuck paul riser fuck paul riser for enabling his bullshit uh Flores. he he was trying to do his best that was, that was the one thing that bothered me with the with the season ending i was like what happened to him because he was just locked away with those psycho military guys like ready to just shoot him they'll hold him hostage to try to get at 11 yeah maybe yep yep um okay we should probably move on to the oh i have a couple more notes okay last things here. <laughs> last things yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, number one, uh, the Duffers promised, as far as in conversation for the final season, they are just getting started writing it now. <laughs> um, so hopefully we don't have to wait too long for it. Uh, but they know exactly how the show is going to end. They're just figuring out now how exactly to move the chess pieces to get there and you know fill out the rest of the story. Uh, I said episodes, as far as the length, they're still going to be long, but not as crazy long as in this season. Um, Probably the reason for that being because season five is going to be the first time where they jump right into the action. Like every season, things got kind of wrapped up. And then there's a lot of uh, where are they now kind of ramp up into the next, you know, hill to climb or, you know, mountain to conquer or whatever. So run up yeah had that song just exploded <laughs> yeah fucking every tiktok or every instagram video had that song on it um <sighs> but yeah they said as far as the actual series finale episode they're like yeah it's it's probably going to be like return of the king like it, it's going to have like eight endings <laughs> i'm okay with it yep <laughs> i'm cool with it yeah and final thing which i just saw an article about this today i haven't tested it out yet but if you call the number printed on the surfer boy pizza van you will get a recording from our beloved argyle uh, basically taking pizza orders <laughs> and just being funny and i believe yeah. it yeah i want to call like, this yeah <laughs> if you do, if if you ever display a phone number on film or television like it has to do something like lost when they did it, I think the it, it went to a number that did the the just the repeating the, of the number sequence for Lost. Um, South, South Park, I think, did one. And yeah, Family Guy did one, and we watched the South Park episode, and it was probably like eight or nine years old. And we watched it recently, and called the number, and it still works. Still works, yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, you just got to do a five 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 number. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that uh, that actor, Argyle, uh, Eduardo Franco, that's his real hair. That is his real fabulous hair. Wow. (laughs) No, not a wig. Nice. (laughs) Eddie's hair, 100% a wig. What's up? Eddie's hair, however, 100% a wig. Yeah, yeah. that was a little sad. Oh, man. Yeah. um, He didn't have the glorious 80s mullet. Yeah. Our our friend Shannon sent us a tiktok or real with him or something from some other show that he did and number one i didn't realize until about a week ago that he's british of course he's british because like all the amazing actors these days in american features and 
shows and everything. Surprise, British. Because they're cheaper <laughs> to hire. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I thought I heard that somewhere that the reason why they use a lot of British actors is because they're cheaper. You heard it, folks, here from the authority, Meg, who heard it from somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> the Brits are cheaper to hire. Oh, no. <laughs> That's what I heard. Damn Brits. Yeah. Taking our germs. Taking our germs. But yeah, what the same reason why, like, companies um, film up in Canada. Well, yeah, that's breaks. that's a legit tax break thing. Yeah, for sure. Um, uh, they still have to pay yeah. taxes if they work here. Yeah. Anyway, but yeah, uh, that uh, that reel or whatever we saw with him is from some previous uh, thing, and he's got this super short hair. He looks so prim and proper, and I think he was like dancing like to show tunes or something. It was just silly. <laughs> it's so weird. Like I said, that 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 was him before he discovered metal. That's. That's what happened there. <laughs> anyway. Okay. You, Todd, you said you did not start the boys season three yet, correct? No. <sighs> you need to get on that ASAP, man. <laughs> uh, okay. We'll have to talk about that next time. So much to talk about it there, but it's, it's all say it's fucking amazing. Uh, I love that probably as much as I loved uh, Stranger Things season four um jensen ackles um meg's boyfriend meg's boyfriend boyfriend did a spectacular job as soldier boy and that's all i can say about that but um yeah yeah just gonna have to wait till you're caught up man (laughs) if anybody here hasn't got on the boys get on it um oh and also this week they um i guess they announced well, they already announced that there was a spinoff series coming, but the official title is a play well, on Gen U. What's up? Oh no, go ahead, keep going. No, it's a play on Gen Z. It's Gen V. Oh, Gen V, not VU. No, yeah, but yeah, it's based around a college, college age, uh... college age superheroes or superheroes to be superpowered people, and um, some of the young actors. I'm not familiar with any of them, but. They did a little uh, video on Twitter and it was just all I'm saying. It's going to have <clears throat> the same thing the main show does. All the intensity, the grit, the humor, the blood and guts. It's going to be just as much of a roller coaster. So so we'll see. Oh, okay. Hold on. This just in. Meg looked oh. up the source. <laughs> what do you... It's cheaper to hire British actors. There are plenty of American actors and actresses who are not only just as talented, but also stage trained. And being stage trained does not guarantee that one is a better actor. That is a myth. Lawrence Olivier literally had to be taught how to act before a camera by William Wyler because he was too hammy. I hate to say this, but over (laughs) the years, Olivier never really learned how to completely drop his penchant for theatricality. Okay. So this is a random answer on Quora. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, Quora, we're going real deep with our sources here. <laughs> Great job, Meg. <laughs> so, How is I, Babby formed? <laughs> <laughs> the finest quality journalism here at Getting Off Topic. Um, oh, Miss um, Marvel, we're, we have not completed that, but uh, they just aired the finale this week. Yeah. So Meg and I, it's six episodes, right? Yeah, it's only six. Okay. So Meg and I are only three in. Um, 
but really enjoying it. At first, I was a little like, eh, I don't know, it feels like, kind of feels like this is the first MCU property that's specifically for a younger crowd. Because um, she's... It's, it, it, it is definitely a teenage girl-centric <clears throat> MCU show. Mm-hmm. And I think that's fine. There's yeah. no other real representation for teenage girls, let alone brown teenage girls, let alone brown people in general in the MCU. So, yeah, Pakistani. Um, it was. I, I'm really liking all the the culture that they're injecting into it. They're not shying away from it. It's like no, yeah. this is the reality for these everyday people that exist. <laughs> you know, and they are it's... definitely go leaning heavily into the the Pakistani. Uh, culture and uh and way of things for for certain things and then they're talking about things that are not commonly talked about like the um i can't remember what it's called but basically uh, partition. Pac- the partition when yeah. pakistan uh, pakistan is separated from india yeah i don't recall ever learning that in um in history class that's if they if we ever covered it it was probably extremely brief um if at all it's basically if you ever if you ever did anything about british colonialism like it might have mentioned it but that's yeah it. yeah oh the brits uh, uh gave uh, peace and prosperity everywhere they went oh absolutely <laughs> but then decided to pull stakes and head on out of there <laughs> once they had stabilized everything and made everybody love each other they left uh-huh yeah that's exactly how it happened <laughs> <laughs> oh god no yeah yeah no, i'm enjoying it uh, i'm enjoying it Thor Love and Thunder is out, of course. I have not watched it yet. I haven't either. I mean, with all this was... fucking COVID going around, I'm not sure if I'll even catch it in theaters, but... Yeah, I was um... thinking about doing, like, a, a midnight showing tonight if there is literally nobody in the theater. Yeah. But that's the only way I would do it. Yeah, maybe. And maybe even, we'll and even then, out. I'm reconsidering because I'm fucking exhausted right now. Yeah. Um, This is... uh, uh Surprisingly, I saw the immediate critical response not everybody was 100% on it they were there's some people are saying it's a bit too silly too fan servicey not a lot of depth beyond that and and kind of like furthering that phase four doesn't really feel like it has a solid direction yet um I mean Kevin Feige said pretty recently that in the next couple months they're going to reveal their their next big saga (laughs) plans um Well, it doesn't really matter if you have saga plans until the films start showing it. Like, the only connectivity we've had so far is Strange and and uh, Strange and Spider Man. That's the only connectivity we've had. Like, we haven't seen any other crossovers, any other anything. Yeah. So, like, it's been very much separated. (laughs) Gotta keep them separated. But yeah, I mean, at the same time, it, it feels like. I mean, in the world of content nowadays where we're getting slammed with new shit all the time, um, Infinity War and Endgame feel like forever ago already. Yeah. Um, but they were only a couple years ago. And since then, we've got a glut of all these, all these new shows and films and whatnot. And all of them, or most of them, are still really just Endgame Fallout. Because in the world of the MCU, like all these stories are still picking up just like 
a few months later, you know, they're, they're yeah. like immediately after like, uh, Thor, Love and Thunder. I've been avoiding spoilers and everything, but as predicted, it's described as, you know, it's picking up <laughs> where Thor and the Guardians left off after Endgame. Yeah, because he's so. still Fat Thor in some of the trailers. Like, obviously, you see him not be Fat Thor. He has his whole 80s montage of getting getting <laughs> shit Plus. back together. Uh-huh, yeah. But, yeah. like, it's still literally right as in-game ends. So, like, the only yeah. thing... the I would say the only thing groundbreaking was WandaVision, and that kind of got resolved in uh, Strange. And then we had Loki. Loki, and yeah. Loki is... I don't think Thor Love and Thunder resolves anything from Loki. I mean, I haven't seen any spoilers or any rumors about that. So, I mean, that's not going to get resolved until Quantumania or later. Yeah. I did see there were uh, a few set picks uh, from uh, Loki season two. Um, I think just in the last couple of days, there was... they're already filming it? Yeah, they're working on it right now. Uh, I think previously there was some with uh, Owen Wilson back and uh, just in the last couple days there was one with uh loki and sylvie so yay they're at least you know together in the same spot again um so i guess he tracks her down at some point and she it looks like she's um holed up in like a 1970s mcdonald's (laughs) like she's actually wearing the outfit and everything so she's like working there (laughs) so or hiding out there or something i don't know um Let's see, another MCU news. Um, oh, it was <clears throat> confirmed Charlie Cox and Vincent D'Onofrio will be back in the Echo series. Yep. I knew that was coming. Yeah. I knew they were they were never going to k- kill off Vincent D'Onofrio's character, Kingpin. Uh, and it's Daredevil shown. Kingpin, yeah. And it's, uh, and it's, it very much, that ending paralleled the comic where Echo fucks him up yeah shoots him through the eye and then... shoots him in the face yeah yeah spoiler alert i haven't watched it guys yeah you did you watched it with me that was the hawkeye show echo was the oh, uh i i was hearing daredevil yeah so charlie cox who is daredevil and vincent d'onofrio kingpin will return in that right. i forgot that... he was behind everything yeah hawkeye yeah i forget that those two things crossed yeah 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 and Echo was the girl mm-hmm. in the whole mafia thing or whatever, the enterprise that yep. he was involved with. And then she's the like, yeah. And then she's like, fuck you, bye. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep, yep. Um, there was a little bit of news on Black Panther 2, uh, Wakanda Forever. I guess because of some merchandising, they've confirmed that... Uh, uh, the plot is involving, in fact, Namor and Atlantis. Yep. So their two kingdoms coming together or coming at odds together. And... Also, a bit of sad news. Um, one of the the characters that was potentially up for the Black Panther mantle, mantle is uh, confirmed out of the film due to scheduling conflicts. Um, oh yeah, Daniel. Uh, forget. Can't I name. can't remember his name, but he plays. Uh, the general's uh, husband slash right. uh, his best friend growing up. Isn't that the same yeah. kid from uh, Get Out? Yeah, Daniel Kaluuya. Yeah. So yeah. he had scheduling conflicts due to filming for Nope. So <clears throat> he oh, was he's out. Nope. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 
I think he plays the lead in Nope. Yeah. What oh, cop? man, that movie looks so cool. Yeah, I'm excited for that one. Wakabi was his character in Black Panther, head of security for the Border Tribe, and uh, Black Panther's best friend. Best friend. Yeah. I did see, um, by the way, Meg, an article um, saying that um, there's some of the kids from sex education aren't going to be back in the last season. Oh, no. Because I forgot, but at the end of the previous season, spoilers for sex education season three, um the school gets shut down and so the kids are basically some of the kids are going off to a new school and so it's kind of like separate kind of like orange is new black like the prison gets shut down and so they get spread across different prisons like so i never finished that oh you don't bother that's why i didn't finish it i got (laughs) burnt out after the prison riot yeah that was probably the best that was probably the best the best way it could have ended is just end at the prison riot and then just stop there. Well, even the prison riot was like boring, to be honest. I don't know. Well, it had it its had, moments. Yeah, it had its moments. But, but it was just like all over the place. Mm-hmm. Anywho. Um, um, anyway. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'll tell you what I'm loving, though. Orville season three. I'm loving it. Uh. So I think last time we talked, we were like, well, the best season. I'm really in, like, I'm enjoying what they're doing, but I miss the comedy. But at this point, they're doing such a fucking good job with this new direction that I'm totally on board. Um, they're, they went from a show that was kind of rehashing good old fashioned, like next gen stuff and throwing in some Seth MacFarlane humor in there to now they're they're kind of trailblazing new intelligent sci-fi stories nice yeah well it's a lot of it it's like the old Star Trek where you know they threw in a lot of commentary as to what was going on with social issues at the time yeah and Oroville is doing the exact same thing but for now yeah there was uh seth mcfarland was interviewed saying like the the fact that they did the um the episode about the uh, the krill and the themes about abortion and whatnot like they could not believe that that episode lined up with right about the same time that roe v wade went down um like that was crazy insane yeah uh, because this, they probably filmed this like a really long time ago three years yeah, ago yeah they filmed like portions of it <laughs> over the last three years um got shut down for covid multiple times and yeah finally was able to complete it and yeah it was it was a three-year trek from start to finish just for this season three um but on top of all that um in this first half of the season, they covered you know, things like suicide, grief, xenophobia, gender orientation, um, and did it in ways that didn't feel hammy. Like you can look at the rest of the show and it's like this very um, like lighthearted, old fashioned sci-fi show. Like when we were first watching uh, the, the first episode of Orville and they're kind of reintroducing the ship because it's getting like, retrofitted and everything and cleaned up and uh gordon goes on that little like hot rod trip around in their new little 
like you know transport and it's such and an you extended... have the racist targeting officer there <laughs> it's such an extended sequence it was like oh man this is like star trek the motion picture with that unnecessary like 12 <laughs> minutes of the fucking enterprise hey that was not unnecessary at all that was beautifully shot <laughs> just to put jerry goldsmith's like amazing orchestral score in there and just have it play for fucking ever they did the same thing with the orville and even the the song sounds very galaxy quest and it's just like they spent most of their budget on it like the music this season yeah and yet they're covering such like heavy shit as oh. well it's incredible um it it's just made me so happy um i'm all caught up except this week um i heard that it was uh, a heavy isaac episode yeah, um, they're really going for isaac yeah um todd are you all caught up or and watch well i watched the first episode that's it oh dude you gotta yeah yeah i know it's on my list but i i, I reached the limit of what i could concentrate on with uh, strange <laughs> new worlds for serious serious shows yeah strange new worlds also fantastic in its own right did you finish yeah, that I finished it. Yeah. yeah so sad it's over it sucks spoilers for strange new worlds finale yeah 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 Yeah. in fact they just uh wrapped on season two it was just the way that you said that todd like sorry sad it's over like it's over over no 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 (laughs) like nothing to watch for another year before the next season comes out yeah um but yeah it just uh, i think in the last week they announced that they they already wrapped production on season two uh so that'll be right on schedule uh it's knew they were gonna do it i mean i had hope and they shot it down it sucks that they completely sealed pike's fate Mm. like i was hoping they they did the whole uh if you try to change your future you're you're gonna fuck everything up yeah everything else screws up and he's like trust me i've like the one constant is like every he did the doctor strange thing he's like there's only one way we get this right (laughs) and sadly it's your fucking toast (laughs) yeah but we've Um, got 10 years of story between then true yeah we can yeah they can they can drag this show out as long as they want yeah i mean it's just like life in general like we know the end is coming that existential doom is in the back of our minds, mm-hmm. but we keep it way tucked back in there, way, way, way far away. Some of us not so far away, but yeah. <laughs> um, the the cliffhanger with Una, that's a good uh, cliffhanger for season two. Um, so Meg was like kind of passively watching while I was watching too, and she was asking me like, "What's the deal with them? Like, why are they being all, you know, what what's going on with that?" and so even I had to refresh my memory at the Star so Trek. This, this is right after, well, not necessarily right. It's like a hundred years, 200 years after Khan and the eugenics wars, basically World War III. This is the, yeah. this is what wipes out civilization right before um, the events of first contact where they shoot off into space and, and, uh, yeah. um, What's his name? Is it Zephyr Cochran? Zephyr Cochran. Yeah. Zephyr Cochran shoots off into space, makes first and 
shows warp drive to the Vulcans and they make full first contact because of it. Yeah. And so, then he cats the ship and he says, that'll do warp. That'll do. Yes. So <laughs> the reason why like everybody's like, looks like it's technic technologically regressed is because literally world war world war three had just happened before first contact so the world's population is 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 like half of what it was the the people that had had done the eugenics all of that had been outlawed they'd all been exiled onto like sleeper ships or or penal colonies or whatever yeah. to to get them off and What's uh, what's funny is that in the original Star Trek timeline, or the original lore from the original series, the eugenics wars, World War Three, the rise of Khan as a warlord, like taking over half of the Earth, literally, that shit kicks off in like '96. <laughs> yeah, it's like going to it's like watching a Predator Two when it's like supposed to be. 1997 los angeles i think and it's just like a fucking war-torn yeah uh but yeah so because crazy scientists played with genetics and created super soldier warlords who ended up caught you know taking over the world like khan was super hitler basically yeah. um that's why all of earth bans genetic tampering and that continues on throughout the uh, rise of the Federation and so on and so forth. Not so, just the rise that goes through most of the Federation's existence, like even up into like modern times with deep space nine. That's one of the, one of the themes with Bashir. Yeah. Cause he's genetically modified and they come after him because of it. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, Federation, all of earth basically racist as fuck towards anybody who even thinks about, genetic tampering modification tampering. yeah so going so far as to... even to make it illegal for alien species not just humans yeah so una who in fact is an alien species i forget the name but uh, she's a gmo yeah she's a gmo <laughs> basically yeah yeah so we got that um we got that episode earlier in the season when they had that whole uh, virus spreading throughout the ship and um, she had to confess to um, La'an, uh, uh, yeah, what she actually was. And um, she was explaining how in their culture, on their planet, like they use it not, not to become like all powerful warlords, but it's just so they can live in harmony with nature. So whereas like humans, like we just raise the land and build buildings and wreck the environment like they yeah. modify themselves to coexist um, yeah, we modify the environment to bend our will they coexist with the environment right yeah but the federation's like no fuck you mm -hmm. so yeah. we'll see how that plays out and we'll, we'll get our beloved rebecca remain back soon because she's fucking perfect Absolutely. There's no way that they'll. There's no way they'll keep her sidelined for more than a couple of episodes. Yeah. No. Uh, Lower Decks season three comes back August twenty fifth. Nice premiere date. Yeah. Um, oh, in other animated news, we got a season two trailer and release date for Gendy Tatovsky's Primal. Yes. Hell to the yeah. Um, so if you haven't seen that trailer go to youtube immediately uh, um, 
Well, watch it as soon as the podcast podcast is over. Well, you just said immediately, and <laughs> I can't do it immediately. Okay. <laughs> you can go in the other room and watch it on your phone. Uh, that requires me to get up. <laughs> or we can just play it right now really quick, and then I'll just edit the podcast later. No, that's cool. I'll wait. I'll Somehow, wait. <laughs> I'll find the will. Well, I'm gonna have to edit all this out anyway. So, but um, yeah, the first episode of Primal Season Two will air on Adult Swim on July 21st at midnight, before it becomes available on HBO Max the next day. Next two episodes will be released weekly in the same fashion, and uh, so on and so forth until the rest of the speaking, season. Speaking of HBO Max, didn't we get a uh, Harley Quinn release date for season three? uh yes yes we did harley quinn season b3 release date is july 28th man everything oh shit that's coming out soon yep uh what we do in the shadows came out yes have not started that yet because we're spoiled and we kind of want to wait till the whole season's up (laughs) um but yeah pretty much what i'm doing with orville no um I can't remember if we talked about this before, Todd, or if he was it was even out last time we um, podcasted. Have you watched Beavis and Butthead do the universe? We mentioned it because it was just like announced like a couple of days or weeks before that podcast. Okay. No, I haven't seen it yet. We watched it. It's fun. It's worth the watch. Um, part of me is like, well, they is just it stopped. as good as do America? Mm, I wouldn't go there. Do okay. America's, I mean, it's just a classic. This definitely holds its own, but they really just slapped a paint job on the same plot as Do America, and that's about it. I mean, oh, so Clerks Three. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> did you see the trailer for that? I did. Yeah. That and it's just meta Clerks One. <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. It's the the what is it? The Ouroboros of uh, Kevin Smith is eating its own tail. Pretty yeah. much. Yeah, but I'm I remain hopeful for that because I, I will Clerks still is, watch it. Yeah, I think Clerks is where he shines. Like you know the Jay and Silent Bob stuff, eh. but uh, I mean I, I still think Clerks Two is probably his best work, and um, it's I think is because that's where Kevin Smith like it's that's where his heart lies. Like that's he's retelling his own story in like a weird a different. Yeah, that's that's his movie. first. It's his first 25 years of existence. Yeah. So, and so, yeah, I, I remain hopeful for Clerks 3. And the, I mean, the trailer doesn't give us much, but it's definitely, it leans in that direction of its let, where the Jay and Silent Bob um, trailer for that latest movie, I don't remember what the fuck it was called. Oh, the Jay and Silent Bob reboot. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, where that, you know, meh. Uh, it was just stoner comedy. Yeah. Even with the first trailer, I realized like, oh, this is, looks like, stoner comedy trying too hard um with this one it's like it, it's clearly they're relying less on the slapstick jokes and more on the heart which is that's what clerks is so yeah anyway um but, i don't know dogma is pretty up there dogma is pretty up there too yeah um but yeah beavis and butthead do the universe definitely worth a watch for sure but it's really an excuse to kick off the new show coming uh, I think last time we talked, we weren't even sure because there was conflicting reports of whether they were just doing this new movie or if they were actually going to do a new season of the show. But well, they said they had multiple projects. So, yeah. So, uh, number one, they released Beavis and Butthead Do the Universe, the film, 
on the same day they released the entire catalog of the original show fully remastered with you know the original music videos restored because that was a big problem with those mtv rights um you know with like the same thing we we learned about with we did a big rewatch of daria during covid and um you know there was that whole thing where it was on dvd but it was edited because they couldn't get the original they, they couldn't music get the original rights. music rights and so stuff, they found different so. music and yeah but now it's all remastered restored how it originally was uh so you've got the entire beavis and butthead <laughs> catalog available on paramount plus and they just released a trailer for a new bunch of episodes so the without spoiling too much uh beavis and butthead do the universe the movie kicks off them being able to do more episodes um and the trailer the trailer for the new episodes actually looked better than the movie i think (laughs) than the do the universe movie like i was laughing throughout watching the trailer for the new show so i'm excited for that and that premieres august 4th Yep. For my birthday. Uh-huh. So, Meg, how'd you spend your birthday watching Beavis and Butthead? Yes. <laughs> Sounds good to me. I was talking about now, not 20 years ago. <laughs> Everything old is new again. Like, have we not learned that in the last several years? <laughs> <True>. <laughs> Speaking of which, in more animation news, Nintendo this is kind of a big one because we've been wanting Nintendo to make new movies shows something of our beloved properties for a while you know we've got that chris pratt mario movie coming but uh announced this week nintendo acquired an animation studio uh dynamo pictures which is being rebranded nintendo pictures 100 percent focused on bringing uh content bringing their worlds to life so me, so we're gonna get a new his... Mario Brothers movie, <laughs> starring John Leguizamos and uh... and the John ghost of... John Leguizamos. John Leguizamos. Yes. Yes. Of the many Leguizamos, <laughs> <laughs> and the ghost of Bob Hoskins. Uh-huh. Yep. They've got CGI technology now. <laughs> CG youngified Bob Hoskins. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Just yeah. give me a damn Zelda movie. Creepy exactly. Shit. That's all I want. I want, I want a Zelda yes. movie. Give me like, give me, give me like a Game of Thrones level Zelda movie or TV show. Just yes. give it to me. Give it to me. TV show would be better, I think. Yeah, speaking they, of expand it out and everything. Yeah. Speaking of Game of Thrones, a little bit of uh, news that came out that I think is uh, highly questionable bullshit. Okay. George R. R. Martin apparently is uh, still writing Winds of Winter. Bullshit. He says he says uh, that <clears throat> the further along he gets, the further the Winds of Winter diverges from the TV show. So okay. if it ever does come out, which it won't, uh, <laughs> it will be completely different from what we saw on screen. To be honest, to be fully honest, I'm surprised that man hasn't died of COVID. I'm surprised that man hasn't died of Anything? fucking fried food <laughs> I, I at this point i believe him saying he works he's working on his book as much as i believe myself that i'm working on my book <laughs> no really guys dex 2 is coming <laughs> god damn it tony 
<laughs> you don't spit out your drink. I did. George R. R. Martin and Patrick Rothfuss are hanging out in the same room together, pretending to work on their books. Yeah. Jesus. Chuckling to each other. <laughs> and then the I fools, told them. Fools. All of them. <laughs> yeah. We'll get, a, we'll get a new Tolkien book before we get one from them. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, boy. Oh, in other, in other uh, trailer news. We had another trailer for uh, Amazon's The Rings of Power. Oh, did we? I didn't catch that. Mm-hmm. How was that one? It looks very Lord of the Ringsy. <laughs> I mean, that's that's all I can explain it as. All right. <laughs> cool. <laughs> I mean, I, I I can't judge until it comes out. It just looks yeah. it looks generic fantasy at this point. Yeah. Well, it's because a lot of high fantasy is really all just the same. Yeah. That's why I don't really care to read too much fantasy books because it always is the same story, the hero's journey. Yeah. Here's some elves, here's some orcs, here's some dragons, here's some dragons. Here's and some shit. magical sorcerer that yeah. either befriends you or is an enemy of you. And uh-huh. you grew up on some desolate farm or ranch or whatever the fuck. Yeah. That said. I did love the shit out of um, the Wheel of Time. Oh, for sure. Season one, which I mean, I've never read any of the books or anything, but I very much enjoyed what Amazon did with that. So, Agreed. in fact, is there going to be season two? Oh yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, for sure. They're going full force with that. Nice. So. Uh, yeah, yeah. We'll see what happens. Um, no, what I was originally going to say, Todd, was something uh, completely different beast of its own. Rob Zombie released another uh, uh, full oh. a full trailer for the Munsters. We just got a teaser last time where they just uh, recreated the original show intro, you know, with Herman Munster. You know, I I think your or, mic muted, and I still heard Meg sigh from here. Yeah, <laughs> um, it's rough. Yeah, new uh, well, the full trailer for the Munsters movie. So, well, first off, it looks like it's some kind of prequel story because it's uh, showing the tale of uh, Herman. Them finding love. Yeah, Herman and Lily meeting each other, finding love together. Um, To her credit, Sherry Moon Zombie does a pretty good impression of uh, Yvonne DiCarlo. The voice is kind of there, as well as um, the actor who's playing the grandpa. There's a moment there where he sounds spot on. Not just spot, not just like sounds but visually the grandpa looks like very much like uh grandpa monster yeah uh i'm forgetting his name al something the but, curly uh, the his hair piece is a little uh extreme i think yeah. for the original grandpa character but again like that's fine yeah. there's nothing wrong with that al, al lewis that was, yeah um the trouble lies with herman munster Fred Gwynn was, is, and always will be Herman Munster. You cannot come close to replacing that. Yeah. Yeah. It's And anybody else that tries, like this new guy, it comes off as extremely cheesy and hokey. And I was telling Tony when I saw it, like, yes, the original show was cheesy and hokey and slapsticky and everything like that, but it... I don't know. Like it felt genuine, whereas this show just seems like it's making fun of, or it's almost like 
it's almost like a theatrical version of it it's yeah. too camp it's very camp yeah and like, yes the original was camp but this is just too campy yeah and the, the original show i mean it felt natural because that's just what sitcoms were at yeah. the time they were made to be silly and you know that's that was just that's what we accept now and we can go back and watch them and kind of chuckle at them and we we did a full rewatch of the the series a few months back and yeah it's fun and it's hokey and whatever but we can still enjoy it um but trying to take that same version of reality and transplant it into a modern movie i think the only way that works is if you follow the formula of like the adams family movies in the 90s or the brady bunch movie like you can have these outlandish characters but then for the audience to accept that reality you have to have like the neighbors the rest of the townspeople who are like look at these fucking weirdos yeah like what the fuck is going on over there yeah but so far at least in this trailer it's just a weird fantastical world all around like you're not getting that in and so it just comes off as overly silly and campy and weird and like a children's tv show or like a saturday morning variety show for kids almost like a peewee's playhouse world or something <laughs> it, it is rated pg i think though so also, maybe that's the tone they were going for yeah yeah also like the coloring that he's doing for it like all of the backdrops and shadows all of it plays off of this very green and very blue coloring and it just it just adds to the silliness i think in my opinion i don't know maybe if he had made it was weird because like when I watched the original teaser where it's the where it's recreation of the intro to the show, I was like, eh, I don't know about this. And then when I saw this trailer, it made that teaser feel way more palatable. <laughs> and I'm wondering if they had done this. I mean, again, I haven't seen the movie, but maybe if they're they did the movie black and white as well. Maybe that would help it a little bit. I don't know. Or maybe, maybe even just choose a muted color scheme rather than the brighter colors that they've used. Yeah. yeah I don't know. I don't know, but I'm not, I'm not, I'm going to watch it. I probably <laughs> go to the theater to see it. Mm -hmm. um, and my bar is real low. <laughs> yeah. Let's keep it low and maybe we'll be pleasantly surprised. Yeah. But um, somebody, somebody on Reddit like it said, it just looks like they got the budget of a porn parody. <laughs> it oh, kind of wow. looks like a porn parody. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. What um, are you doing, Step Monster? <laughs> yeah. uh, title of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> God. Uh, in other news and shit that we got to get around in uh, apparently awesome horror news, Chucky uh, is is awesome again. I guess uh, the Chucky TV show was a big hit last year. They uh, they just put out we a trailer. Which we still haven't watched. I haven't watched it either because I haven't watched anything on terrestrial TV in forever. Yeah, um, it's got to be streaming somewhere now. Imagine. Does Sci-Fi Channel have a, a Sci-Fi Channel probably has their own fucking app. We should have we should have like binged that when we still had the cable box. Yeah. Because we had it on there for months. Yeah. Oh, it's on Peacock. Okay. Oh. Right. I think that's but, the one that nobody has. Yeah, we watched it for one of our favorite shows, AP Bio, and then after they did a new season, it was canceled. So. <laughs> um. The, oh, we watched the monsters on there actually. Um, 
on uh, Peacock. But yeah, uh, yeah. So Chucky season one is out to stream. Uh, if you want to do a seven day trial really quick and cancel it. <laughs> um, and yeah, season two is coming, I think in October. Yeah. October 5th. Um, and yeah, I guess it was a huge hit. Like uh, the fans are really loving it. I still kind of want to go back and rewatch the movies because I've seen without seeing too many spoilers, I guess the show really continues the canon and brings back old characters. Jennifer Tilly's in it. You really want to watch Seed of Chucky? (laughs) Maybe we can skip that one. (laughs) I think I saw that in theaters. (laughs) Yeah, with Mike. Oh, wow. Oh, God, that was awful. (laughs) Those were prime Jennifer Tilly years, though. That's true. That was a draw for sure. Uh, Wasn't fucking Ludacris in that one? (laughs) I think he was oh god he just did a rap song in the uh, credit he probably did yeah because i'm pretty sure he was in that one they did a crossover with uh with uh snoop dogs like leprechaun (laughs) (laughs) oh my god uh so yeah jennifer tilly (laughs) excuse me uh fiona dorif uh alex vincent and of course brad dorif as the voice of chucky himself um i haven't watched the season two trailer because i don't want to get spoiled still need to watch the first one um but also they're going to be bringing in um meg tilly who is actually jennifer tilly's younger sister who is also an actress she uh was prominent in the 80s and early 90s and then she uh, just kind of walked away from the biz because she had a family to raise and stuff but um it's coming back for this along with gina gershon uh joe pantoliano i haven't heard in fucking forever yeah uh joe pantoliano he's always fun he was the uh angry police chief in all the bad boys movies um yeah anyway um all police chiefs angry yes always that's how you do it at least in the movies yes wasn't that uh last action hero where he's yelling at them so much it just just starts random it just starts turning into gibberish like, blah, blah, yeah, blah, just blah, gibberish blah. and literal steam comes out of his fucking head and the fucking windows explode so <laughs> uh okay uh moving on uh just a few last few last bits another surprising headline i saw um the resident evil show that is now on netflix apparently getting really positive reviews uh at least the highest of any live action resident evil property which i guess is not saying much no <laughs> um it um i guess it takes place in the future a bit like 2036 uh if you're familiar with the franchise albert wesker who's like the one of if not the head honcho of the umbrella corporation the evil corporation um it follows his daughter jade uh surviving in this like post-apocalyptic you know the, the outbreak has completely taken over i guess um but i saw the trailer for it it looked fairly decent um there's a lot of positive reviews um except for some of the fans who are just like why can't we just get a fucking adaptation of the original game like it's it's so simple it's right there but uh no i guess not (laughs) they'll do anything fucking possible to avoid actually just reimagining or retelling the story yeah. Like every property that's been centered around Resident Evil has just been some random fucking 
story like having nothing to do like except for tangentially related to zombies yeah they'll throw in a little bit here and there like in the first uh mia jovovich films like somebody pops in eventually like i'm claire redfield you know stuff like that i don't even remember if they had a leon in there or not but whatever anyway i'll watch it eventually i'll let you know how it is i'll i'll watch it so you don't have to (laughs) just give me a movie where they go to a house and the first fucking hallway they walk down, a zombie dog pops out of the window at them. Yeah. That's all I need. Yeah. Because that terrified me as a kid. <laughs> How about they do one of those adult swim shows where it's all about awkward comedy? They just do a version in full of the original game, but they do it in the style of like a PS1 cutscene with that <laughs> horrible voice acting. What's that? long awkward pause as the polygons shift Mm, it's blood (laughs) oh boy anyway uh let's see i think i had oh did did you ever i don't i think i saw it once when i was a kid but the uh the old fletch movies with um fletch and fletch lives yeah with um chevy chase chevy chase yeah (laughs) yeah Oh, I, I I vaguely remember maybe seeing the first one as a kid and it was okay, but I know those are beloved 80s comedies <clears throat> that are just kind of like a hole in my, yeah. in my geekdom. I, but, uh, I remember watching them. I don't remember them. Okay. Well, apparently we're getting a new Fletch movie. Not with Chevy Chase. Uh, okay, the, why? The new Fletch is officially John Hamm. Okay, never mind. I yeah. rescind my okay why. Yeah, I'm down with it. I haven't seen John Hamm in a while, except for uh Top Gun, Top Gun Maverick. Um I guess he's gonna be in season five of Fargo on FX. Um, but uh yeah, I haven't seen John Hamm in a minute. But yeah, uh a a kind of a action mystery comedy, detective comedy with John Hamm. I'm totally in. Yeah, I'm down with it. <clears throat> that is coming soon ish uh vod oh get straight to vod september going to showtime october 28th all right uh, all right last but not least todd if you feel the need to cowabunga <laughs> i've got news for you <laughs> uh first off we already talked about that uh the new arcade style game the shredder's revenge got a bunch of awesome reviews um but also up for pre-order is teenage mutant ninja turtles the cowabunga collection um they are basically it's the collection of all the og games like remastering them freaking all of them yeah 13 damn classic games yeah remastered gonna be releasing on all platforms I think there was uh, what there was two NES ones. There was two SNES ones. There were three NES ones. There Number three, three of them. Yeah, three was the Manhattan Project. Oh, that's right. I thought that was one of the SNES ones. No, no, no. SNES was Turtles in Time. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, which and then I, there was like four or five yeah. different arcade games. Yeah, yeah, there were tons. Uh, but yeah, yeah, all coming together. Um, you can pre-order a massive ridiculous collector's edition if you want with all kinds of art books and shit on it uh good god 150 <laughs> um Yikes. 
Yeah. Maybe just get I will <laughs> I will wait until it comes out on uh, Xbox Game Pass because the the one that just came out came out on Xbox Game Pass and I played a bit of it. It is super fucking fun and plays just like Turtles in Time. Sweet. Yeah, I definitely have to check that out. I know Byron harped on it a lot when uh, and I did a little bit, but I seriously think that that you would get a lot of value out of uh, Xbox Game Pass. Membership. I know. And I think while I was looking up this game news, I, I was like fishing through game news and I did see an ad for Game Pass pop up again. And I think, is it only 10 bucks? It's like 9 yeah. 10 bucks. I think it's like 12 if you get the EA Play version also. Yeah. The only reason why I haven't pulled the trigger is because I still have a stack of shit to play here. And it's like, sure. I don't want to dive into more shit while I got other stuff waiting. But I might give it a try. I'll, maybe I'll keep an eye. Are you able? Excuse me. Are you able to keep an eye on what's available that month, even if you're not signed up? Uh, I think you list? can. Yeah, but okay. I mean, the games don't cycle. I, I mean, sometimes the games cycle out, but like for the most part, they stay on there. It's not like they. It's not like you have a limited time to play the games. Oh, like, okay. Uh, I think the majority of titles that I've seen leave are because of licensing reasons. Like they only had a license for like a year or two. Okay. So like all the games that I play are still on here. The, the ones that I have through here. Okay. All right, cool. Uh, yeah. On top of this turtles news, apparently in the movie world, there are multiple projects Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle projects in the works. Uh, I guess it was announced a little bit ago that Colin Jost from SNL and his brother Casey are currently hired by Paramount to uh, make a script for a all new live action Turtles movie. Um, as long as it doesn't take the awful design of the last of the the, the last movies. Yeah, I was trying to dig into it more, and there's some conflicting reports whether or not this is a continuation, a part three of that Michael Bay series, because that was originally planned as a trilogy, but then would stalled out or fizzled out due to poor box office uh, in the second film, especially. Um, so not sure if this is them trying to revive that or just create something brand new. Don't know. But the only thing confirmed is that it's, uh, yeah, the Jost brothers are working on the script. Um, and aside from that live action, uh, a new animated movie has also been greenlit and being produced by Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg, which always bring us good shit, like <laughs> the boys. Um but yeah, I doubt there's going to be much blood and guts in there because it's going to be a Nickelodeon Studios uh, production. So, yeah. Um, and then there's another animated movie that's coming out in August uh, on Netflix for, um, I guess there was a recent TV show, Rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and this movie is an offshoot of that. Um, from what I saw, though, it looks kind of, I guess the fans aren't too hyped on this show and the artwork's kind of janky, so I don't know. I mean, Ben Schwartz is voicing one of the turtles, so that's kind of cool. But, eh, not too interested in that one. But if I you feel guess, the need... <laughs> I would guess he would voice Michelangelo. Yeah. Kind of unsure of himself and a little quirky. Yeah, he's a Michelangelo. Agreed, yeah. Haley Joel Osment also in there. 
too. He's a Donatello. <laughs> yeah. The other names I don't recognize, but those two stood out. But but yeah, uh, I don't know. It's got that weird, jagged, edgy, kind of sloppy artwork, like the, uh, what was it, like one of the Teen Titans shows or something that kind of... Uh, yeah, the super stylized Western. Yeah. They, they want to be anime, but they also want a super stylized Western look to it. Yeah, it kind of turns know. me off personally, but eh, whatever. Teach their own. Anyway, but yeah, so I guess um, Paramount, I mean, stranger things have happened. Sony has revived Ghostbusters as a franchise. Maybe Paramount is going to revive Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles once again. We'll see. Hopefully. Yeah. God, Ghostbusters was so good. Yeah, it was. Oh, yeah, you. we haven't talked about that since because since, you finally watched that. Did we not talk about that on the podcast? No, because you hadn't watched it yet. Oh, shit. Um, Just quick. It was so fucking good. And I had all of the tears when fucking Egon showed up. I loved every bit of it. I thought they did an incredible job with, uh, yeah, um, the ghost of Egon. Uh, And, you know, usually that, you know, a full blown CG person, there's still that uncanny valley there. Like, um, you know, as, as good as it was, Grand Moff Tarkin in uh, Rogue One, you, you, you can still tell. Yeah. Um, I mean, maybe because he had like the ghosty translucent effect, maybe that fudges it enough where it's believable to the human eye. I don't know. But it looked like they fucking filmed with Harold Ramis. It was crazy. Yeah. Um, and all of the cast was perfect and, and did well. And I thought it was a good story. I think I thought it was a solid eight out of ten flick yeah agreed i mean yeah it was it was just oozing with fan service absolutely but it to me at least i'm sure there's plenty of people out there who would argue with me but it didn't feel forced to me there was only one time one time in the entire film and it was in fact the pivotal moment at the end when it looks like all is lost uh, and of course, the original three surviving Ghostbusters appear out of nowhere. Um, so what? Uh, yeah, Gozer's closing in, and uh, and then out of nowhere you hear Bill Murray, uh, or was it Dan Aykroyd? I forget. Somebody yells the "Hey, flat top!" And then we get, of course, yay, the original three. But then we get like two solid minutes of bill murray being bill murray <laughs> and just riffing and doing all the jokes and whatever because hey i'm i'm bankman i'm the funny guy wasn't and... he buying time for them to 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 fix the, the ecto the ecto one maybe or fix the trap or whatever yeah, uh yeah. the big the big farm size trap maybe but to me it didn't make sense because gozer is close you've got this like the 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 tension in the movie is great like the ticking clock uh, is awesome like everything goes to shit gozer's closing in and is like milliseconds away from like vaporizing everybody and then turn og ghostbusters okay maybe it's a distraction for a hot second but then gozer could just snap her fucking fingers and (laughs) annihilate them too but no gozer she 
it, they, whatever, just decides to like take a seat for a minute, like take a knee for a minute and let Bill Murray do his thing for two solid minutes. Like that does not, to me, that was a sloppy moment there. What should have happened because, you know, here I am, expert filmmaker, telling filmmakers how to run their show. Oh, absolutely. Uh-huh. What would have made tons more sense to me, that was a great moment, but it could have been a hell of a lot better, at, like, logically, if he yells the, hey, flat top, immediately fire the proton pack. So they got her, like, lassoed, so immediate threat is taken care of, and she's there trying to, like, struggle out of it. And then he can do all his shtick and shit talking, whatever, because, they're you know, the immediate danger is you know at least postponed and you know he gets to riff a bit but then finally she breaks free and oh shit trouble again like that would have made yeah. so much more sense and in a movie that was like 100 to me like 100 perfect otherwise that stuck out like a sore thumb to me i was like oh that's 98 perfect yeah i was like oh why why did you do that that was a weird sloppy choice but it had to give bill if Bill Murray was going to appear in this film, they had to give him a screen time. They were probably contractually obligated to give him a minimum of three minutes of screen time. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Other than that weird uh, choreography mishap, I'll call it. Love the shit out of everything. Yeah. Um, uh, Paul Rudd was fantastic. Paul um, Rudd was great. Finn Wolfhard yeah. was great. Loved him. Love the the young girl. I yeah, the kid that played Egon's granddaughter was yeah. perfect, spot on. Perfect, spot on. Finn Wolfhard. I actually uh, again, I guess maybe because I was freshly watching Stranger Things, going, boy, Mike sure is a dick. Uh, <laughs> Finn Wolfhard was hilarious in it. Just you yeah. know, as a goofy, awkward, back talking teen. Yeah, calling out his single mom's bullshit. Uh huh. That was fun. Their dynamic. Ugh, all around just just fun good times yeah it was a good flick um the uh the the two little end credits scenes the little uh there was um sigourney weaver just in a quick cameo throwback callback to the first film with um vankman's little uh shock machine that you'd fuck with the college students with <laughs> yeah uh, she's doing it on him that was a cute little moment and then the more important one that sets up the very end that sets up the rest of the franchise like ecto-1 going back to the firehouse um um janine having the conversation with um uh, with winston and and winston it, billing, being a billionaire yeah him basically like yeah you built this business empire and so he's like yeah let's uh fund this operation and bring back the firehouse and whatnot so Oh yeah, and then that quick tease that the uh, the original containment system at the firehouse is like yeah, giving that alarm sound. Down. Yeah, so so that's rad. I think we already covered on the previous podcast without without me having seen the new movie that yes, they in fact, a-, a part two is coming or, or direct sequel follow up to that, the live <laughs> action one, and a new animated Netflix show coming too. So. I thought there was a. I thought part two was basically a live action TV show, or was it? No, was they're it doing. A an, they're doing an, another film. Um, there's going to be a, an animated show on Netflix, and I think another live action. Oh, an animated movie. I think it was. Okay. I'd have to look it up again. But anyway, again. More Ghostbusters. We're getting more Ghostbusters. Basically. Ghostbusters are back in business. 100%. Yeah. 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 That's all I got, Todd. 
That's all I got. I don't think I had anything more than what you had, so. I started Luigi's Mansion. Yay. The new one. Ooh, how's that? Well, I'm only like three hours in, so it's great. <laughs> <laughs> but I haven't really had much time to sit and play it anymore, so. Yeah. You finally finished Pokemon. Uh... Sword and Shield. Shield, yeah. yeah. Finished that a while ago. So are you doing any of the in-game stuff or you just completely put it put it down and set it aside? I put it down. At that point, I'm like, I completed the game. Um, so you're not interested those, in... Well, games like that, once I beat the main storyline, I'm kind of done. Like, there really is no reason for me to go back and collect all the things because I've already fought the big bad dude. Like, See, for most Pokemon players, the, the story is just something you have to get through to get to the game hmm. yeah i i don't know i just once i'm done with the game like like that i'm kind of i'm done with it okay um same thing with like when i finished breath of the wild and then tony got the dlc um i attempted to play the dlc but because i already beat the game i'm like it doesn't matter like finishing the rest of these temples or or anything like that i mean for completion's sake for sh- sure but yeah. it it doesn't further anything more that i've done because i've done it all yeah i'm kind of the same way that's uh it gets boring that's why i i like to do as much of the side stuff dlc whatever as possible as i can before the finale with the with breath of the wild i held off on beating it because then i mm-hmm. i got that dlc and i kind of helped ramp up to the final battle mm-hmm. um the only exceptions to that is sometimes there's games, rare exceptions where the DLC continues the story after the final, like um, Dragon Age Inquisition. They had a big DLC pack. I forget the name of it, but it's it continues the story after the final boss and gives you like a little preview of what's to come, like the big bad ramping up for number four. So, anyway. Oh, Bioware, how I love you. <laughs> well, at least you have confirmation. We know that uh, another one's coming for you. Yep. In like 10 more years. <laughs> It'll probably be out, I would say, by the end of next year. Yeah. That'd be nice. All right, guys. We've uh, about hit the end here. Anything left, Todd? Nope. I'm done. Anything left, Meg? Nope. I'm done. <laughs> and we're done. Thank you for joining, guys, for another Getting Off Topic. Maybe we'll be back in a week. Maybe we'll be back in a month. Who knows? <laughs> we're playing it loose and wild here. Roll a D4 for it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, that was one thing that I guess my brief stint in D&D has taught me was in Stranger Things when they were playing the last... Um, I think it was in the first episode, the last bit of their campaign. Oh, when Erica had to come in and save the day. Yeah. yeah. She rolls a critical 20, but that doesn't kill the guy. She still has to roll for damage, right? Yeah, but I mean, the, 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 the monster could have been low enough that any damage roll would have killed it. Uh, True, but they didn't like... They didn't roll for damage. They really didn't roll for damage. They just assumed they killed it. So I was like, "Uh uh-uh, that's not how it goes. Yeah.
they, they, they simplified they, it for yeah general they play audience. fast and loose with the rules but then again they're also playing in like 2e or 2 or something like that mm -hmm. so the rules were different way back then it's not like how it is now okay uh, so they, they they do fudge around with the rules but <laughs> who knows what they were what was actually going on yeah they gotta they gotta simplify things and yeah make okay. it more cinematic for the yeah. show i guess winona Ryder was a help to the duffer brothers who's she was like i lived through this era like that <laughs> that song wouldn't exist yet or that movie didn't come out yet and they had to rewrite some things <laughs> Uh, Master of Puppets. Master of Puppets. Actually, <laughs> I was just about to say that Master of Puppets actually comes uh, the date that they're currently on in the show. It comes out two. It actually came out two months before the show, and back then there was no like wide release of tapes and everything like that. So he would have had to have gone to a a show and saw them play it live and then like bootleg a tape or get a tape there at the show <clears throat> take it home and learn it in the space of two months mm -hmm. i mean he was just that hardcore i believe it yeah i believe it long live eddie <laughs> long live eddie all right guys thank you for joining this is tony Master! Master! It's Todd. And Meg. <laughs> Podcast! Podcast! <laughs> Later, guys.